Welcome back to the Highland Speed of Sports Podcast. I'm Andrew here with my co-host Garrett, and today we are going to be doing a little bit of NBA talk, our 2021 NFL quarterback rankings, our ice cream rankings this week, and then as usual, the random question to finish it all off. Really excited for the ice cream rankings at the end. I think there's going to be a heated debate coming out of that. A little more heated than the French fry one was last week. Now, is the ice cream ranking going to be more controversial or less controversial than our quarterback rankings? Ooh, I... Ah, man. It might be more controversial than the quarterback rankings. Maybe. I would say there's a good chance there. Let's just jump right into it. NBA decided to... Once again, Actually, wait. Two weeks in a row. row. Wait. I have a surprise, but... I'll be right back. You guys got to, like, well, now you're over it, but you got to 1,000 downloads. So I have presents. We have presents. Oh, my God. This is for you. A thousand oh, what do we downloads. got here? This is what for you. We? No way. Holy crap. Wait, who is this? Holy crap. Antonio Brown. All right. Holy so, fuck. So I, I can't get the bubble wrap <laughs> off. For people that... Obviously, nobody can see. We have signed mini helmets in our head. No, I do not I have, have a mini helmet. Mini helmet. He I have not. a Funko Pop character, and it's the big fella, the Shaq Diesel, the big Diesel himself, Shaquille O'Neal, and it's Magic Shaq, which that's the best jersey he ever wore. This is awesome. That's dope. Wow. Thank you. Thanks, babe. Like, appreciate <laughs> it. What a great gift. What a great gift. Now I got to step up my wedding present, I guess, because that was going to be pretty lame, so... I gotta get you something better, I guess. I know you got you kind of messed me up. You guys were like, your episodes kind of like slowed down a little bit on the downloads. I've had these for like a while, and oh. now it's so close to your birthday that you're about to get like you're about to get this, your birthday present and a wedding present like very fast. I don't need a wedding <laughs> present, just for the record. Also, I knew that Andrew was getting that. So like, was oh. it Sunday? I think it was even just maybe yesterday. I think it was yesterday or the day before. I got out of bed and like her, the closet like drape that she has over the closet was like open. And I looked and I saw a mini helmet like on the floor. And I'm like, what the hell is that? So, I mean, if a present becomes seeable, you, it's, it's open season. Like you can go and do what you want. <laughs> so I walk over to the closet and I'm like, I really don't think this is for me because it's a shitty ass Steelers helmet. Like, I hope she knows me better enough than to get me a Steelers present. Like, that's pretty dumb. So I went, I went downstairs, and I'm like, just so you know, if you're going to hide something, hide it better than that, because I literally <laughs> saw it. And she was like, that's not for you, and stay out of my closet. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so obviously there was something else for me. I, I looked. I couldn't find it, though. So It was really far back. This then. must have been really well hidden, because I went looking for it. <laughs> I hate you. You can't tell me that there's something else in there and to stay out of your closet and not expect me to snoop. I didn't tell you there was something else in there. I just said stay out of my closet. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. What a good start to the, the podcast. All right, so let's get back into LeBron for a minute here. Just, j- I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on him because I just, like, here's the thing. I agree with LeBron. They rushed the season. This, yes. was, a, this was a money decision to start the season when they started it. The players were told the season was going to start at the end of January. Two weeks before that, or three weeks, the NBA said, we're pushing this up to Christmas. We're starting on Christmas because they needed to get in 72 games and they wanted to make it so that the season would go back to a regular start date the next year. Okay? So I agree with LeBron that the NBA did put its players at risk because there is 10 
all-star players not playing in the playoffs. Jalen Brown missed the whole series. Yep. Okay. Kyrie Irving has gone down with an ankle injury. James Harden. James Harden has missed several games. Embiid is not healthy. Jamal Murray is out. Chris Paul just got COVID. Kawhi is hurt now. Who else am I missing? Uh, Donovan Mitchell missed a game. Mike Conley hasn't been available. Yeah, but Donovan Mitchell missed a game because of... No, he was hurt, though. Like, he was hurt. LeBron and AD were both hurt. I'm missing somebody else. I know I am. No, maybe not. No, nobody else. I don't think I'm missing anybody else. But plenty of players were injured. Where LeBron's case falls apart for me is... Let's not act like the players last year didn't have five months off. Oh, Just in the middle of the season. And unless you were the Lakers, the Nuggets, the Heat, or the Celtics, like you didn't play deep into the playoffs. Your playoff series didn't go that long. Yeah. So he's got a point for himself and for three other teams, and all four of those teams have been eliminated. So obviously it must have had some effect. I mean, Boston and Miami and Denver had so many injuries this year, it wasn't even funny. And then the Lakers lost AD and LeBron for extended time. So he is a point on that. I agree with him, but at the same time, what the hell do you want him to do, LeBron? It's a business. Like, I don't like the shut up and dribble thing because I, I do think athletes should have a voice. I think they should. They have every right to speak their, their truths. We hated Michael Jordan. Well, we didn't, but people hated Jordan in the 90s because he didn't speak up about stuff. So why are we going to shit on LeBron for speaking up about stuff? I mean, at but, least he's, he's finally speaking up about something that's, that helps the league as a whole. Right. Still want to hear his opinion on China, but that's another story. But it, it's just ridiculous. Like, they, they rushed the league, and they know it, and it was a business decision, and they put their players at risk. They did. Like, they put their players at risk for injury. And, you know, they're going to pay the price for that because I'm telling you right now, like, the finals are going to have shit ratings. They're just going to have shit ratings. Like, it's, it's going to have it, – it's not going to be a good rating. You're going to have Brooklyn against most likely a team from the West that's injured, even if it's Utah. Utah's not healthy. Mike Conley's not healthy. And if it's Phoenix, like, how good is Chris Paul going to be after COVID? We saw it all year long. Any player that got COVID was not good for, like, two weeks. My question is, does he actually have COVID, or is this just a... I, they didn't mention if he tested positive for COVID. It was just a COVID... Pro- they enter COVID protocols. So they, have they switched it up at all, or are they still following CDC? Is it 10 days, Same. or is it two weeks? NBA has a different protocol. I believe that you have to... If you test positive for COVID, I believe it's two weeks. If it's an exposure, but you test positive, you have to acquire five negative tests consecutively. So it's at least five days. Right. And, like, if he's asymptomatic, it's weird. You know, I, I figured we were almost done with this. I'm surprised he's that a lot of these guys haven't been vaccinated. Well, I mean, they're giving players the, the opportunity to say yes or no. It's pissing me off a little bit that these guys aren't taking it more seriously, that they're not getting the vaccination. Like, they're preaching to everybody to get vaccinated, but at the same time, like, not getting Well, not everybody. Themselves. So, like, if you jump to the NFL, Josh Allen said he, he thinks everybody should have the right to get the vaccination. Right, right. And, like, LeBron, he said he's not getting vaccinated because there's some – I'm not getting into a race thing, but he said there's some No, he thinks that it's, it should be available to everybody before he gets it. Right. And there are but some he's, he's also brought up – But he's also brought up – African-American exposure to vaccinations that caused issues way back when, well, yeah. you know, where like they the were. Poli- the polio vaccine was heavily administered onto the, the black community. So right. I, I understand where right. he's coming so, from and saying that they should be eerie about getting it. Like, correct. But at the same time, like these guys should be getting the vaccinations. Yes. If you are as public as you are, you see you're around 
a hundred plus staff. Not, not even that. You're like fans are are able to go to the yes. games now. People are paying money to watch you play. If you're not available because of not getting a vaccination, you're basically stealing money from a product. So regardless of your stance on the vaccination, like if you're if you're costing a kid a chance to see Chris Paul play, like just because you didn't get vaccinated, like that to me is like theft. And that's why I've always hated the sitting out regular games because, you know, that eight-year-old kid that his parents saved up money to go watch his favorite player play and he doesn't play that night, like it's pretty shitty. Yeah. I've been to games where guys have sat out. Like we went to games before and players didn't play and it's like, well, this sucks. Like We just, you know, paid $400 for two tickets to watch you sit the bench. Thanks. Like, you know, so... I'm not going to hold it against anybody that doesn't want to get vaccinated. That's a whole different story. But I feel like the players should have taken it upon themselves to get vaccinated. And Chris Paul, like, whatever happened, happened. It just sucks now because, and let's just get into it. Like, his, that, he's had his great, greatest legacy moment over the last couple weeks here, sweeping the Nuggets. I mean, you know, the Nuggets roster is depleted as it is. But And this was Chris Paul's best chance probably for the rest of his career to ever make a finals. This is his best chance to make the finals yes. he's ever had. Like, yeah. he's ever had. Like, he's always lost to teams that were better than him. Like, say what you want about Chris Paul, but every team he's ever lost to in the playoffs was a better team than his. So, he's finally got the... Okay, the Clippers are, you know, but until now, Kawhi's out. But, you know, if he was to play the Clippers at full strength, like, he could beat them. He still could beat them. But if he's not good to go, like, Denver... or. Denver. Phoenix is not moving on. He's, they're not moving on. They're not beating Utah. Um, they could beat the Clippers with just Paul George. Like, that's whatever. But Utah is going to smoke them now. That's over. You just have to hope Devin Booker can now take on that full workload. And <laughs> this leads us into I, I've talked to you over the past few weeks. You need to start giving Devin Booker respect. And this is where Devin Booker is going to earn that respect. Yeah. I mean, if he comes out and he plays against the Jazz and he, you know, doesn't perform like. I'm going to take a victory lap on that. Yeah, I give you I've been telling you all year, Chris Paul's the reason that team's winning. It has nothing to do with Devin Booker. Oh, it has to do with Devin Booker, but Chris it's Paul's all, the reason that they're winning games. Yeah, it, but if Devin Booker can come and lead the Suns to... I mean, realistically, we're talking if, if it's a close contact for Chris Paul and he's out five days, what, that's going to be three games he misses? Game one of the series uh, is one. Uh, it's start, well, it's going to start two days after the Jazz Clippers series ends. So game five is tonight. Obviously, I have to play game six, which would be three days from now, basically. So realistically, so it's, he it's could potentially have, a week from now. It's very close that he might just miss one game, depending uh, on the yeah, severity depends on what the, of his... But the problem is if he actually has COVID, he's not going to be 100%. No. We've seen every player that tested positive for COVID came back and was not good to go. There's some breathing issue that they have or just a, a tiredness about them that they're not ready to go. I mean, Tatum took – it took Tatum a month and a half to be ready. I had it, and I wasn't ready to do anything until, like, two weeks, three weeks after yeah. I got so, it. So, I, I mean, just can we just give Brooklyn the title? It's over. I mean, yeah. gee, I, you know, I'm so sick of Milwaukee. I was rooting hard for them. Uh, can, Giannis, we give, can we yeah. give Kevin Durant the most credit in the world? He took a – I heard James okay, Harden but with no Kyrie and dropped 49 on the Bucks to win. That, that was great. You know what? How about Giannis, you step up and prove that you were the defensive player of the year that last too. year? We've held him accountable, but 
we held him accountable with a, well, you know, he's kind of missing a third star. He's got a third star now. Like, Drew Holiday's a good player. He's a good player. He's an all-star. Like, okay, you're the defense, You're the former defensive player of the year just last year. You're a two-time MVP. Why the hell is P.J. Tucker guarding Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant is, uh, you know, going for 49 or 47, and you're just playing off-ball defense? Are you kidding me? And Kevin Durant took it personal. It's, everybody said P.J. Tucker is the Kevin Durant killer. and Yeah, that was the stupid. First of all, whoever said that, all those blowhards that think that that's a real thing, like, stop it. There, there's no Kevin Durant stopper. Like, for them to say that about P.J. Tucker is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, okay, so he had success against him in one game playing physical. Okay? That game was in Milwaukee where the officials allowed the Bucks to absolutely play football against the Nets. Like, that was really dumb. And then Kyrie Irving gets hurt in that game and the Bucks are, or the Nets are shell-shocked for a quarter and a half because, you know, their star just went down. Like, you're not winning that game anyways. If that happens to you, like, your second or third best player goes down with a massive injury, you're not winning the game. You're just not. Durant wasn't shooting well, and they were playing incredibly physical. You're not going to get to play like that in Brooklyn. They're going to call that foul every time. And then guess what? P.J. Tucker was in foul trouble last night. So, like, Giannis... You, he, better, he said today, I'm guarding him on game six. Well, why didn't you guard him games one through five? The hell is wrong with you? Ga- the series starts at game six, really? No, the series starts game one. Pick him up. You're six foot 11. You're the best athlete in the NBA. What the hell is wrong with you? No excuse on that. 100%. There's no excuse on that. You want to jump into Luca here? I want to jump to the other young star in the All right, NBA. So the first news with the Mavericks today is Donnie Nelson is out as the GM of the Mavericks. Donnie Nelson has been their GM for 22 years. He's the one who drafted Dirk Nowitzki. He drafted Luka Doncic. He made those moves. Well, he drafted Trey Young. Okay, but he made the trade <laughs> to draft Luka Doncic. Like, don't get tactical with me. Don't, don't do this to me right now. I don't want to get going on that. Donnie Nelson has been one of the – he's a top 20 all-time GM. Like, as far as a team builder goes, he is a top 20 all-time GM. He's the one who drafted Steve Nash. He's made a lot of great picks in his career. He had a couple bad ones. There, there was a few bad ones when he was with the Celtics that he made that are inexcusable. But he's been a great GM for a while now. And for him to be out shows me that there's massive changes coming in Dallas. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't see any of this today okay, of, well, him, of him leaving. So this, I just learned all of that. So I'm trying to oh, you didn't. Oh, you didn't know that at all? I didn't see any oh, of that. See, that was like three hours ago. Oh, I didn't see any of yeah. that. That was I don't get basketball news like like you. I do. mean, Shams tweeted it. I I have not followed Shams. I haven't been on Twitter in a bit. You haven't been so, on Twitter in the last three hours. No, I really haven't. Okay, all right. I mean, wow. <laughs> Breaking news on the podcast. I mean, um, holy shit. Yeah. So I, I I don't know what what do you think will actually change though? What do you think can change with a new GM? Well, I mean, you're gonna have a different way of thinking, for sure. I mean. Some of the players on the roster, I actually was in the middle of pulling up the Mavs roster like as we were talking. They, they made the J.J. Redick trade. I just didn't understand that trade. They made the Josh Richardson trade. Well, Josh Richardson really hasn't been anything except for one season in Miami where he shot the ball at a really high rate. It, it, you know, Porzingis, we've talked about it. There's, there's like five bad contracts that are max deals in the NBA right now, and he's one of them. Like, he's owed $31 million over the next three years. He's not worth $31 million. He can't be the second-best player on a title team. He just can't be. 
He's like a third option at best, maybe a fourth. You know, you got Boban. I like Boban, but is Boban winning you anything? No. You like Tim Hardaway? I like Tim Hardaway. Like Tim Hardaway's solid, but if he's your, what, th- what are we going to call him, your third best player? Yeah. If he's your third best player, where are you going? Nowhere. Nowhere. You're not going anywhere. You You're not might be- beat the Clippers in a seven-game series. You, well, obviously not. Third, because not in the third try. Yeah, right. Like, uh, you know, and they got, like, I like Jalen Brunson. I, I think Jalen Brunson is really good. I like him as, I think he can be a starting point guard in the NBA. Like, I think he's capable of that. I like Maxi Kleber, but, like, are you winning anything if Maxi Kleber is playing 25 minutes a game for you? Eh, you know, you better have top-end talent. I like Josh Green. I thought he was a good pick. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, you know, he can get hot, and then he can go ice cold. We saw it in the Clippers series. He was hot in the first two games, and then the second two games, he couldn't throw it in I mean, what, the Pacific Ocean, Indian? Which ocean couldn't he throw it in? Because he couldn't throw it in any of them, I don't think. Willie Cauley-Stein, eh, you know? And, and then you got Tyrell Terry, who I like out of the draft, but, you know, he's he's a second-year guy on a two-way deal. So, I mean, their roster needs to just be completely revamped. They're, they're just lacking, like, I, I wouldn't say, like, no, I would say they're lacking, like, a top-end talent, really. Like, they have Luka, and they have good shooters around him. Like, I like the shooters, but... Well, I mean, realistically, how long are they going to have Luka for? All right, go ahead. Make the case. I No, I mean, I think this this is just the time to get into that. There's been some rumors that inside the, the Mavericks organization, Luka is unhappy with how things have been run. He was supposed to sign a Supermax, probably would have signed the biggest contract in NBA history. Probably still will, honestly, but... Does he want out in three years? Say he signs the extension now. If I was him, I wouldn't sign the extension. You're going to wait for your contract uh, to run out? Yes. I would I would let the contract run out because... He'll be I, 26, 27? No. He'll be... Okay, you, you get five years on your rookie deal. He was 18 when he got drafted, so he'd be 20, 22, 20... He'd be 23 at the end of his rookie oh, deal. Oh, yeah, my, my years were way off. So... Here's the thing. I would not sign the extension because I think their roster's in a bad spot. It's it's hard to improve it, and, you know, they're going to be too good to get good picks. So I wouldn't sign it and just go to restricted free agency. I would still re-sign with the Mavericks. But if you sign that extension, you're almost giving them a, oh, well, we got him. He's locked up. You know, we don't have to push forward. And that's like LeBron in 2000 and what year was that? 2006, 2007. I think it was 2007. He did that. And he only signed like a two-year extension. And that's, you know, he put a lot of pressure on the Cavs and they didn't perform. And he left and he went to Miami. Like, I don't think Luka's leaving because I think Mark Cuban is a great owner. And I think that the Dallas fan base is a top seven fan base in the league. And I think that, that owner gives you everything you want, and I think Dirk was a legend to Luca, and I think he wants to be not the next Dirk, but the next all-time great European star. So I, I think there's a lot of legacy yeah, stuff for him there. Kind of reached that. I mean, he is uh, the I next mean, star. Well, yeah, he is the next European. I'm saying like superstar. Dirk like is the a, next. Dirk. Like Dirk is a god in Europe. 
like LeBron here, Dirk is bigger than LeBron over there. Yeah. Like the way that LeBron is treated here, Dirk is 10 times that. So you're saying Luka wants to be the LeBron James. Yes. And I think if you do it with the Mavericks, like that's a big deal. I don't know. I feel like he'd always be in in my opinion, he I think there's something there where he's going to feel like he's fought, like he's too much in Dirk's footsteps. Everyone's going to uh, I don't know everyone's if I agree with think, that. Oh, when you think of the Mavericks, you're going to think it, it's going to be so hard for him to say, "Oh, when I think of the Mavericks all time, I think of Luka Doncic." No, you think of Dirk Nowitzki. Well, you think of Dirk because I mean, Dirk won the 2011 Mavericks title is the last like great NBA championship, in my opinion, because it was one star with a bunch of role guys that knew their job and they did it well. And they beat a team that was constructed to destroy everybody and they played better than that team. Like that's the last like put together title team that you felt good about other than I guess the Toronto team, but that that was still kind of, you know, thrown together last minute. But like when you think of that 2011 Mavericks title, like I feel that's a feel good title. Like everyone's happy with that title. They love it. They took down LeBron and the super team and Dirk was, you know, the homegrown star and, and, you know, he was there his entire career. So like you feel good about that one. And the praise that Dirk got for that title, like I think Luca wants the same kind of feeling. Those European guys are always loyal. I mean, it's like the soccer thing. Most soccer players, you know, they stay with their same club for 15, I mean, not as much now, but they did for a long time. They would stay on the same club for like 15 years, you know, 12 years old. They'd be, uh, you know, on the lower club stage and then they would move up. Next thing you know, they're playing for Barcelona on the senior team. Now they're 27. Like those guys stay with those teams. They don't change. Giannis signed the extension. You know, Jokic ain't going anywhere, you know, like. I think that's that's a big thing with them loyalty. So, yeah, I I I guess so, but I don't know how how much does it take how mad I think it comes down to how mad and upset really is Luca. Cuz I I haven't seen any of the rumors since uh, 5 days, 6 days ago I saw it for the first time. I haven't seen anything since, so could it just be someone trying to trying to throw a wrench in that system or Yeah, I mean that's that's just some leak that some agent probably but I mean, if he's if he's frustrated, I get it. That roster is the the problem with it, it is it looks they, good on paper. Yes, well, on paper, I like it for Luca. I like it for him to get numbers. I don't like it for him to win though. The problem is when you watch the Mavs, you watch Luca dribble, 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 dribble. You do the James Harden thing. Well, eventually, like Luca needs the rest of his team to step up. And you get to the fourth quarter and these guys aren't ready to play because you've been dominating the ball for the first, you know, 36 minutes. Like, he needs to do a better job. Trey Young has figured this out. And this is what I love about Trey Young. And I'm not the biggest Trey Young fan, but he's figured out, like, I can't dominate the basketball quarters one through three. And then in the fourth quarter, I need someone else to step up and expect them to step up. They can't because they haven't been involved in the game for 36 minutes. Only I have. Luca has to figure that he's got to find that happy medium where, okay, I'm playing well. First quarter, second quarter, third quarter, the first five minutes, everyone else needs to shoot the ball. Like they have to get themselves going. Or I have to get them going before I even think about myself. And Luca's assist numbers are great, but sometimes it's not about the assists. It's like 
the hockey assists or just making a play for somebody else so somebody else can get a layup. Like, I feel like he doesn't do a good enough job of that, but he also needs another star to take some of that pressure off of him. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I think I think that's the problem. Like, you've got to find a way to move Porzingis and I think Tim Hardaway too. I, I think both of them. You've got to try to move both of them to get something. I, I don't know who the player is. Like, I've thrown this name out a few times, but Carl Anthony Towns? Anybody checked on him in Minnesota lately? It's tough. Is he happy out there? Is it, he happy on the frozen tundra? It's tough. And I don't want to get into speculation. I was more looking to do just the news of it today. Because yeah. yeah. we, we could literally talk about Luka and the Mavericks future for probably a whole podcast. Oh, easily. I, I could easily do an hour on that, like, no problem. But this stuff about, oh, he's going to be on the Lakers. No, he's not going to be no, on the Lakers. No, I'm not predicting Luka's if on you, any other team. If you year. think Mark Cuban is trading Luka to the fucking Lakers, you're crazy. He, Luka, Mark Cuban is not going to trade him to some big market team. Luka will be on the Mavs for at least the next three years. Oh, well, that's, no, he's going to be on it for at least two more. And then he's going to sign a, a contract yeah. extension. Like, you're, he's not going to get away from them off his rookie deal. Like, He's going to restricted free agency or he's going to sign a max extension, and that's going to be that. Like, there's, it's not going to be some free agency for Luca where he signs with someone else. Like, yeah. they're going to lock him up. He's going to be there with them until he's 27, 28 years old. Yeah. Like, that's a guarantee. So, I want to move into our quarterback rankings. All right. Let's take a quick break. Okay. Before we jump into that. Before we jump into the uh, quarterback rankings, just as always, we want to say thank you to all the listeners out there. And uh, remember us to follow us on Twitter at Highly Undisputed. That's Highly Undisputed without the E. Send us your email questions at HighlyUndisputed247 at gmail.com. And uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, remember to like the podcast five stars. And please review, rate, and subscribe. Uh, let's jump right into these rankings here. I have a feeling this is going to be, yeah, this is going to be rough, I think. You want to do top to bottom or bottom to top? Oh, we'll do bottom to top. You want to do bottom to top? Yeah, well, so, I mean, our, our top five is going to be almost the exact same. So, I don't really care. All right, let's, no, I want to start at the top. I want to work my way down. Let me just give you the way I ranked these. I put all the players into tiers and, like, put them into groupings. And I grouped them and gave them categories. But they, they also have a specific ranking. So, I'm going to okay. give you my first tier. I did not do that. No, uh, I, that's fine. I do these when I rank things like I like to put value to where the players are ranked. Like I don't just like to have my top five because it's not a top five. I have a top four and the top four is Super Bowl contenders. Okay. So the way I put them is if you have one of these four guys like instantly you you are considered a favorite to win the Super Bowl. So I have Mahomes at one. I have Brady two. I have Aaron Rodgers three, and I have Josh Allen four. See, the thing with your tier system, though, is I disagree with the Josh Allen thing. I don't think Josh Allen should be in the Super Bowl contender because where, where's, their, where's his Super Bowl appearance at? I understand that. How many but times has he flopped in the playoffs? Uh, I feel like Josh Allen played well enough last year to be deserving of that top four spot. And if, you're, if you're telling me that the Bills aren't Super Bowl contenders this year, you're like, you're crazy. I have Josh Allen in my top four, but I'm just saying with your... No, I, I understand what you're I saying, I don't think but if you throw Josh Allen on the Ravens, they're any more likely to make the Super Bowl than they are now. What? 
You put Josh Allen on the Ravens, I think they're su- they're going to the Super Bowl. I think Bowl. the Bills roster is much better than the Ravens. And I think and they the, didn't go to I the think Super the Ravens coaching staff is such a big difference between the Bills and the Ravens. No. If you put Josh Allen on the Ravens, they'd be in the Super Bowl. Are you kidding me? Okay. Fair to oh think that. Oh my god. I disagree. Here we go. So, look, I look, there's a, any time in the NFL there's always four quarterbacks. Yes. We've always seen it. There's always four guys that like if you have one of those four guys you're pretty much in Super Bowl contention. Okay. Last year, if you would give me this I'm list, just, I'm just, last year the guy that I have ranked fifth would have been in the top four. But I have since changed that ranking. I I'm, think Josh Allen has has put himself into those four. I'm just breaking your balls with your tears because. I so I have Mahomes at one. I have Aaron Rodgers at two. I have Josh Allen at three, and I have Tom Brady at four. All right. So why Rodgers ahead of Brady? Uh, I think Rodgers' production this year is going. By the way, my list is strictly based off the fact that Aaron Rodgers is playing for the Packers well, this year. No, I mean, we're going to have Deshaun Watson ranked high. He's still a top whatever quarterback yeah, okay. in the league. Like, so I, I think I mean I think it's I think he's got something to prove this year after getting beat out by Tom Brady in the NFC Championship game last year. I think well, his production That's because that's because Tom Brady's allowed to make all his own decisions. I don't think he's going to have an MVP like season, but I mean, I say this every year. I think this is finally the year we see Tom Brady regress a little bit. Here, you really you a- put that one on the board. Aaron Rodgers. I th- Andrew <laughs> says, put it on the board. Put it on Twitter, everywhere. Andrew says Tom Brady is going to regress this year. Aaron Rodgers, I think, is going to have probably an identical season as last year, maybe a little bit worse. 40, 40, but forty something touchdowns. I think he's going to break forty. That's, well, yeah, he probably will because there's more games this year, but. Okay, here's here's the reasoning for Rodgers ahead of Brady. These four are interchangeable. I, like I'm not slandering you for having Brady ahead of Rodgers. I just have, I I think Rodgers' production this year is going to be better with with Tom Brady. I think they have something to prove. I also I also do the, like when I have to think about it. Like if I have to put someone ahead of someone else, I do the one game for my life. Who would I rather have out of these two guys? And well, that's fair. I mean, like, you're choosing Tom. I mean, but because when you're I choosing originally Tom Brady over all of these guys. Okay, but like I only do that when I'm like, because I actually did originally have Rogers ranked ahead of Brady, and then the longer I thought about it, I'm like, wait a minute, let me do the one game for my life, like right now, because like Mahomes is better than all of them. Like yes. I don't have to do that question with Mahomes because I just know right now he's better than all these guys. But because I had to think about should I rank Rogers ahead of Brady or Brady ahead of Rogers, I said okay. Right now, one game for my life, we got the Space Jam shit coming down, but we're playing football this time. Who would I rather have? I'd just rather have Tom Brady. Like, I trust that guy in a big moment. I, he, he's yeah. and if he's I the did, clutchest quarterback of all time. If I did that, I would have Tom Brady at two as well. But, I, right. okay, so our, our top four are the same. Just the same in a different, in, order. In a different order. Who's your five? All right, so this is my next tier. Okay. This I call my any given Sunday tier. Because any given Sunday... One, two, all, all six of these guys can be one of those top four guys, but in general, they're not the top four. They're like, you know, five through ten. Yeah. So I have Russell Wilson at five. Same. I have Deshaun Watson at six. Same. I have Dak Prescott at seven. Same. Wow. I have Kyler Murray at eight. I have Kyler Murray at nine. I have Justin Herbert at nine. I have Justin Herbert at 11. And I have Lamar Jackson at 10. I have Lamar Jackson at eight. Okay. So that's okay. pretty good. We're okay. I, yeah, I figured that our top ten would be similar, maybe in a different order. So I have Russell Wilson at five, Deshaun Watson at six, Dak at seven, Lamar at eight, Kyler at nine, 
I have Ryan Tannehill at 10. I, okay, there, see, here's our problem. So, why Tannehill 10? Because you have him ranked ahead of Herbert. Yeah, you have him ranked ahead of Herbert. Yeah, one spot. Why do you think he's better than Herbert? Uh, because I think he's going to have a lot more production this year than he did last year. And I don't think Herbert's going to do any any better than he did last year. Different offensive coordinator? Even for Tannehill, different offensive coordinator. Yeah. Okay, but like, are you valuing Tannehill as a talent better than Herbert? Or are you val- value? Are you giving more value to the record that the Titans are going to have as opposed to the Chargers? A little bit of both. Because, yeah, we got it. Justin Herbert doesn't have Derrick Henry rushing for 2,000 yards. Like, that's kind of an advantage for Ryan Hanna. Oh, that's where I that's where I take some some off because I obviously Derrick Henry's gonna pad Ryan Tannehill's stats a lot with the like, record. Like how much is Justin Herbert asked but, to do as opposed to Ryan Tannehill? Because Tannehill was literally in a playoff game where they asked him to throw the ball eight times. I think Tannehill is A gonna be throwing the ball a lot more. We've seen Derrick Henry No, I think he's gonna run I think they're gonna have to run the ball a lot more. We've seen Derrick Henry catching balls in practice all year. Derrick Henry is trying to become a pass catcher in this offense that they have. Okay, flipping the ball to Derrick Henry is not like Ryan Tannehill. I, I'm sorry. You have Tom Brady as your favorite quarterback ever, and he's thrown nothing but five yard checkdowns all his life. No, 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 Listen, listen, listen. But Tom Brady, Ryan Tannehill, Tom Brady can throw. Tom Brady for doing. Stop that right now. Tom Brady has thrown <laughs> screen pass after screen pass to check down to running backs and wide receivers. How many Super Bowl rings so does Ryan many, Tannehill have? So many times, and you love Tom Brady for that. But Ryan Tannehill is going to throw out, come out and throw six yard checkdowns to Derrick Henry, and you hate him for it. You give him slander for it? That's bullshit. Because Tom Brady's checkdowns and Super no, Bowl No, that's just... That's, yes, no, they do. That's Let fun. me know when well, Ryan yeah, Tannehill has a Super no Bowl no ring. no Super Bowls, but I'm saying that's bullshit that you're trying to make that argument right now. All right, but look, like you can't rank Ryan Tannehill ahead of Justin Herbert because yes, he's going to checkdowns to Derrick Henry. Like That's not at all... Ryan Tannehill is not going to be asked to do I'm as much as Justin it, Herbert I'm basing is. it off the thought of Justin Herbert last year threw way better outside of the pocket and on the run than he did inside the pocket. The Los Angeles Chargers have beefed up their offensive line. Oh, so, so because stop, so wait a minute. Let me talk. The, the Los Angeles Chargers have beefed up their offensive line so well that Justin Herbert's gonna have a lot more time in the pocket. Yes, they're gonna they're gonna give him more opportunities to escape the pocket and run the ball as a as a offensive coordinator. They're gonna give him plays to be able to scramble. I think he's gonna hit a sophomore slump. He's gonna not be. He's not going to be as good as he was last year. I have him at eleven. It's one are spot you, down from Ryan Tannehill. Are you making the case that because Justin Herbert's offensive line is improved, he's going to be worse as a passer? Just might be making that statement. That's the argument you're gonna go. So his offensive line got better, but he became shittier as a no, passer. No, he's not shit. He got. It, no, he got he, less statistically, good. Statistically, he was worse throwing from a secure pocket than he was on the run. Statistically. The stats do because not lie. his line was terrible. What? All right, whatever. <laughs> I, I, I'm, oh, my God. I can't believe I just had to have that argument with you. All right, so... Let, you want to move? You're acting also like it's a huge difference. It's one spot. It's still... Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, Tannehill ranked ahead of... Justin Herbert. Also, like, everybody that's ever said Dak is not a top ten quarterback this year, fuck off, fuck off right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I, even. I'm not, not getting into, get that. into that. But I just want to say not it doing right it. now. We both have him in the top ten. Like, we both have him at seven. So, fuck you. You know who you are. The four of you that have said it to me in the past six months. Yeah, that's fuck you. I'm sick of that comment. 
No. So my We're 11, not doing that. My 11's Herbert. Your 11 is... All right, well, here, let me give you your next my tier. next tier here. So this is the I got you for 10 wins grouping, okay? These guys are like, if they're on your team, like 10 in order, wins. In order, 11 to whatever. 11 to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. I have in five order. guys here, so it's 11 to 15. In order, or order Yeah, this matter. is going to be the okay. order. All right. Like, if you have these guys in your team, like, your team should be good enough to get 10 wins pretty consistently. Like, you'll have a down year every once in a while, but in general, if the roster is solid, you're going to get to 10 wins and maybe more. So, 11th, I have Matt Ryan. Then I have Matt Stafford, 12th. I have Baker Mayfield, 13th. Trevor Lawrence, 14th. And Ryan Tannehill, 15th. What? What do you mean, what? Okay, I have Matthew Stafford, 12. Okay. I have Baker Mayfield, 13. I have Derek Carr, 14. I have Carson. Derek Mo- Carr, 14? Derek Carr is a, a good quarterback. Okay. I didn't put... Some of these I put in, like, give this player an average team, and I did a mix when it came to my rankings. When I has Derek Carr ever done well with an average team? Is Derek Carr a good quarterback, yes or no? No. You don't think Derek Carr is a good quarterback? No. You don't think Derek Carr could... The Raiders, like, want no part of him. So let's put... Let me let's put Derek Carr on the Titans. How well do the Titans do? Awful. I, I'd I much rather have Tannehill. I think Derek Carr could be a very good quarterback. No. Okay. I, uh, do you see how many losses he has? Like how many bad moments that dude has? Do you how see many, how bad his coaching has been? How the many past bad three years? interceptions he's do you see thrown? How bad his roster has gotten over the past three years? What do you want him to do with that? His best receiver is his tight end. He's bad. Like Derek Carr is bad. Is it like? like Okay, all right. Bad is a strong word, but like, he's not in that group. I think Derek Carr could be could be very good with a very with a good. Team. All right. Well, you tell me that when they're like four and thirteen this year. Uh, do they have a good team this year? If you have a relatively their team good went out quarterback, and got a second running back when their first you, running back if, was if very you're good. As their good best as pass catcher is a tight end. What their their offensive line is terrible. How well is this quarterback ever going to do with that? He's I'm grading him 15. as a quarterback. He's himself. a top fifteen guy. He should still be able to get nine to ten wins. I I mean my rankings might be a little bit whack, but I look at Derek Carr and I say I think you're valuing Derek, his fantasy value a little too much, and that also could be a problem when it comes to my because rankings like this. I don't take fantasy. This is not fantasy. This but, is like if I look real at, if football. I look at so let's look at I I have Derek Carr at fourteen. If I look at Derek Carr, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make a switch on the spot right now because I have Carson Wentz at fifteen. Okay. I have Kirk Cousins. At, where did you go to sixteen? I went to fifteen. Okay. I have Carson Wentz at 15. I'm going to slide Carson Wentz up to 14 because I like Carson Wentz on the Colts more than I like Derek Carr and the Raiders. But he should still be dropping. I, I'm going to look at my next guys. I'm going to lead us into the next segment or the next list or tier list before you get into yours. I like Derek. I would rather have Derek Carr on my team than Kirk Cousins. I'd rather have Derek Carr on my team than a Joe Burrow who I have at 17. Coming off of an ACL, I, just for the record, I disagree with both of those statements. I would rather have Derek Carr on my team than a Matt Ryan. What? Yes. More than Matt Ryan? Yes. More than really? Come yes. on, stop it. Yes. Stop it. The Falcons are going to win like eleven games this year. I. I They're going to win don't eleven think games. So. 
Matt Ryan is incredible. I don't think with a team like, of Matt... Why is everybody shitting on Matt Ryan? I don't Ryan? think with an offense of Mike Davis as your lead back, I, Kyle Pitts probably isn't going to do Davis very well Mike Davis was a thousand-yard rusher last Kyle year. Kyle Pitts probably isn't going to do very well as a rookie tight end, and then you only have Calvin Ridley as your best... I Only. Only have Calvin... Okay. Calvin Ridley as your best pass catcher, and who was, who was after that? Uh, they have that Gage kid that I really like. Russell Gage? Yeah, I like Russell Gage. And I like... Okay, so you're going to say Kyle Pitts is going to suck this year. I don't, I'm not saying he's going to suck... Rookie tight ends. What if he's not a tight end? What if he's a wide receiver? Don't do well. Then it completely changes. As of right now, where is Kyle Pitts playing for the Atlanta Falcons? Probably like a wide receiver. <laughs> Have you seen any reports that Kyle Pitts will be lining up as a wide receiver for the four Frankly, year? I haven't been paying attention to the Falcons in June. So, I in my rant, you I told you we're going to disagree. That's that's fine. Like, but I think you're. I think, I think Derek, you're. You're giving Derek Carr a little too much fantasy I think credit. Derek Carr. No, Derek Carr's going to be a, fa- a terrible fantasy quarterback this year. No, they're going to have to throw it all over the place. He's going to be good fantasy-wise, actually. <sighs> they're going to be down all the time. They're going to be throwing. Okay, so... But uh, whatever. I, all right. I, uh, I You kind of questioned my Carson Wentz take it a little no, bit. No, no, not really. Um, okay. okay, here's my next grouping here. This okay. is my high-ceiling, low-floor group. All right? Like, these guys all have incredible highs and their lows are I pray on those days like those are just really shitty days for them so in the 16th slot I got Joe Burrow I have Jimmy Garoppolo 17th I have Carson Wentz 18th and I have Sam Darnold 19th those are my four in that slot okay I have like I said Kirk Cousins 16 Joe Burrow 17 Matt Ryan 18 Sam Darnold 19 Oh, we have Sam Darnold in the same slot. I like it. Yes. Like, oh, here's the thing. I think Kirk Cousins is a nice player, and he's about to come up for me. But, like, if I have to go win a game, I trust any one of those four guys more than I trust him because at least they can make special plays. I don't trust Kirk Cousins to make, like, a big-time athletic Roll out of the pocket. You got to chuck it down. I don't trust him to make that throw. Like, I just don't, you know, and I don't trust him in a big moment. Like, yeah, he's got the Minnesota miracle. Like, great. That was a missed tackle by the Saints. That wasn't – that had nothing to do with him, you know. So, like, I I get where you're coming from with him. Like, Kirk Cousins is pretty good. Like, if you have Kirk Cousins on your team, you're almost in that 10-win group that I mentioned earlier. Do you think the Vikings do better with Kirk Cousins than they would with Derek Carr? I, I'm trying. I want to come to some middle ground on my Derek Carr take. I would still probably take Kirk Cousins because see, here's the thing too, though. Kirk Cousins also doesn't put the ball in harm's way. Derek Carr throws awful interceptions. Like when you need Kirk Derek, Cousins has thrown some bad interceptions. I, okay, but Kirk Cousins is a game man. Kirk Cousins is a poor man's Alex Smith. I would much rather have a poor man's Alex Smith than a guy that's a gunslinger that thinks he's incredible and stinks. Like. Derek Carr throws bad interceptions. We see it every year. He throws a ball that you're just like, what the hell are you looking at? It's it's really bad. And, like, he doesn't do anything for me that's special. There's nothing he does that's special. I don't think he has any his, – his mobility is below average. His arm strength is below average. His ability to read defense is below average. Like, he does nothing special for me. So that's why I have him as low as he is. I, I'm not talking about Kirk Cousins right now, but, like, Joe Burrow. I think we all think Joe Burrow's pretty athletic. He's got a big arm. 
I think we all like his ability. Jimmy Garoppolo, he was in a Super Bowl. Like he was and yeah, he choked in that Super Bowl. So he hit a low he had a low moment in that Super Bowl. But that Saints game that year, like he was incredible in that Saints game. When Jimmy Garoppolo plays for the 49ers, they're a Super Bowl contending team. They have been every time he's played for them. He's lost like seven games as a starter. Why is Jimmy Garoppolo not in your A tier then? Because he has incredible lows. When he when he's not on, he's bad. But when he's on, he's on. Like that's what that's why I have him in this ranking. Like I wouldn't take him over these other guys, but he has days where he can be one of those guys. I have Jimmy Garoppolo at twenty. So just so I can join this okay. talk with where my ranking All is. Right. Um and that he's this low because now he's he's got pressure on him now. There's a backup in town who most likely will have a starting job within the first first half of the season, I would say. I don't know if they're going to start Lance. I think Garoppolo might start the whole season. I don't if, know. if the team starts to have the injury bug, I think that changes. If they're healthy, though, like this team was just in the Super Bowl two years ago. Like we've seen it. If that team is healthy with Jimmy, they're a Super Bowl contender. But we've seen what happens to quarterbacks when, when teams take a risk on a, a new one, a new young quarterback. Yeah, but Garoppolo's also been that guy. And he's also had it explained to him that he is the starter. Like, Shanahan has come out and said, Garoppolo's our starter, like, for this year. He's our starter. Like, Lance is not ready to go. I, I'm still thinking of, I, I'm still taking into account the, the Carson Wentz shit from last year, though, where they have Jalen Hurts behind him. Uh, yeah, but and Carson I think Wentz, Wentz was broken Falls anyways. apart. And Jalen Hurts wasn't ready to play either. Yeah, but Wentz, Wentz, to me, was broken. The coach had lost the locker room. Like, that was just a bad you, – you were going to have that situation anyways. In Philadelphia, every five years, their fans take over the franchise and, like, demand that someone else be the starter. So, like, that to me is an – that, that comparison is not valid. Like, the Niners are a good organization. They're a good team. Garoppolo's not going to come out and look awful and then start out the season, like, 0-5. They're too good of a team for that. The only Fair. way Lance is the starter to me is if – like in the preseason, he looks like Cam Newton did his rookie year, where he comes out and throws for like 400 yards in his in his first day, his first game. Like, okay, if he's that guy, well, then they're going to start him. But no, Garoppolo's more than likely the starter day one, and that more than likely gives them an, a chance at the Super Bowl. He's good enough. Okay. And then it's like I have Carson Wentz, and we just talked about him, and then I have Sam Darnold at 19. We talked about that. Like, we both like Sam. I, I think that he's going to. This Show is his make or break year. Correct. He has a roster behind him now. He has a good offensive coordinator. He has a good good team all around, honestly. I think if he doesn't do anything this year, it's it's uh, my thing, my statement with Sam Darnold for the past three years has been wrong. I've always said Sam Darnold is a good quarterback. We both have always said Sam Darnold yeah. is a good quarterback. He's just been on a terrible team. Yep. Now he's on a good team with the best running back in football, two very good wide receivers, a not so not so good tight end, but not terror, not the worst tight end in the league, and a good team, good defense behind him. So it's a make or break year for him, and I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna be higher than nineteen come the end of the season. All right, give me your next five. Um, so my twenty was Jimmy G, my twenty one is Big Ben, my twenty two is Cam, my twenty three is Ryan Fitzpatrick, my twenty four is Daniel Jones, my twenty five is Jameis Winston. Okay, so you gave me your next six, by the way. 
I believe. Oops. Um, whatever. My next grouping here is called the. Uh, this is the. Oh, you are not excited to have this person as your starting quarterback. Everyone There's listening just got really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this starts out with Kirk Cousins, who we just spent time on. I have Big Ben next. So you have Big Ben at 21. 21, yes. We agree. I have Cam at 22. We agree. I have Derek Carr at 23. Okay. And I have Jared Goff at 24. Okay. I think... Of these guys, Cam is the only one that has any chance to like get his fan base excited. Every single one of these guys, if that's your starter, you're depressed about it. Cam, if he comes out and looks incredible, like Patriots fans have something to look forward to. I think Cam's lucky that he made it this high on my list. Listen, did you did you see the video of him throwing the other the day? The video of him and oh Mac Jones God. throwing makes me very nervous. It would make me very nervous as a Patriots fan. It made me very Why? nervous. What about what was wrong about Mac? Oh, Cam talked. Oh, about. you said well, Mac Cam's too. Well, Cam's starter. Though. Well, well, because the video that I saw was Cam making a pass, then Mac making the same pass look good. And oh, okay, Cam you making were a pass okay. Well, here's the thing: like Belichick's, yeah, he's named Cam the starter, but he's not afraid to make a change. Like I trust Belichick to play the guy that's going to give us the best chance to win. Like Cam, he also isn't a great practice player. Like we know this. He's not like he practices hard, but he's not a good practice player. So I'm gonna. Not take a lot into that, but boy, he was missing some easy throws. <laughs> that one looked really bad. But like of those five, like, are you excited about Jared Goff ever? Jared Goff is low on my list. You're oh, a Steelers no. fan. Are you excited at all that Ben Roethlisberger is your starting quarterback? We have the the American offensive coordinator now in Matt Canada. Oh so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. Do, did, did you see his quote today? I did not. If Ben wants to do it, that's how we're gonna run our offense. Oh no. Yeah. How great did that sound? Looks. I can't wait to watch fifty-seven checkdowns this year. Like Kirk Cousins, if he's your starter, are you excited? Obviously, the Vikings aren't. They just drafted Kellen Mond in the third round, and then Derek Carr. Like I, I you and I have already disagreed on that, but like. You're not excited about Derek Carr. And I'm not excited so, about Cam Newton, but if he comes out week one and he plays incredible, like that's going to, okay, like we can win, win with that. Derek Carr was the only exception I made with my list. Everyone else, I based my list off of their current team. So I think your ranking of Derek Carr is acceptable with his current team. But I like Derek Carr on an average offense. So I'm going to give you an example. Say every quarterback... Has the same offense. Give me a team. Oh, what's an all-around just average? The Panthers. Okay. Derek Carr's on the Panthers. I think Derek Carr could be a top 15 quarterback. I'd still rather have Teddy Bridgewater. Shut up. No, I'm serious. Like, if I'm the Panthers and I have to choose between Derek Carr, Teddy Bridgewater, I have to choose between shooting myself in the right foot or shooting myself in the left foot. I'm just going to shoot myself in the foot. Like, I'd rather have Teddy. I would. I think I think that's so wrong. Oh, you that's such a they're such a bland team. Like man, that is an average offense. Like I just started thinking I'm like, oh Derek Carr. Their best thing DJ is DJ Moore their running back. CMC like oh man. Their defense I'm, is good. I, I will give them I, that. I got like really depressed thinking about <laughs> that though. Like So oh, but man. like so your ranking of Derek Carr is very valid for their team this year, but it doesn't hurt me to see Derek Carr ranked that low, but I like Derek Carr as a quarterback. I think take Derek Carr, do what the Jets just did with Sam Darnold, put Derek Carr on a different team, and I think he can 
thrive a I little think, bit. I think Derek Carr is what he is at this point. Like he's in his what eighth season now? Yeah, at least his there. sixth. It's I think it's like his eighth, but I'm not seeing anything new from him. Like what? What is he gonna do that's new? You've already given your 25th quarterback, correct? Who was it? Yeah, it was Jameis. Oh, oh no, I didn't. I only went to Daniel Jones. I think. All right. Well, you've mentioned Daniel Jones. I have one. I have one quarter. No, he was your 25th. I thought. Daniel Jones by 24. Jameis is my 25. Okay. Well, let's just do 24 and 25. Okay. So or whatever my numbers are here. I have Daniel Jones and Jameis Winston. I have them in two separate categories all by themselves. But at 24 and 25? No, I think I have them at 26 and 27. Okay. Daniel Jones is in the it's about time you make the leap category. Yes. And Jameis Winston is the we know what the hell this guy is category. 30 for 30. Yeah, he's the th- he's he honestly we should make a 30 for 30 about him going 30 for 30. But uh who do you have at 26? So who's your 24? Derek Carr. 25 was who? Goff. Okay. I think I have that. I didn't yeah. number them. I just have them listed. But So, my 26 is Tua. Okay. My 27 is Jalen Hurts. Okay. So, I think you and I agree on Jones. Yeah, this is I think his every year. Giants fan agrees. Like If he doesn't make the jump. Yeah, we got to see it now. This is, him and Sam Darnold on the same page. Yes. I just like Sam Darnold more than I Correct. like Daniel Jones. Yeah. That's why he's high. Like, it's time. You you got to prove to us that you can be something or else the Giants are in the quarterback market this next year. This is the year. first time a Giants fan might agree with me that this is Daniel Jones' uh, year. I, I don't think there's a Giants fan that dis- – like, if there's a Giants fan that disagrees with the fact that, like, if Jones doesn't show something this year, it's time to if move on. If they didn't get rid of him already, this has to be the right. year. Right. Like, this is the year. And Jameis, like, I think we both assume Jameis is the starter for the Saints. Like, what do you expect? I mean, I still think Taysom Hill is going to have the same role, maybe yeah, even a bigger one gonna, than he had with Drew Brees. But right. if I don't see Jameis Winston behind center, then something 85% of the time. Yeah. Like, we know what Jameis is. Anybody that's trying to tell you that Jameis Winston is all of a sudden going to not throw 17 to 20 interceptions a season, like, you're joking, right? Come on. You're not going to get LASIK eye surgery and all of a sudden like be able to read defenses better. That's just absurd. How excited do you think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers corners are to play oh, against James Twice a year? Well, they already played against him in practice, so they have that experience. My yeah. God, like, oh. I just can't believe that Sean Payton is going to go from Drew Brees, who de- who never threw interceptions, the most accurate passer of all time, to okay, we're going to chuck it up there and hope for the best guy. Like, Mike Thomas, rest in peace, boss. Like, Slant King himself yeah, might still like, thrive, oh though, with Jameis under center. I'm just, I feel for him. I feel for Alvin Kamara. If I'm Alvin Kamara, like, get me the fuck out of here. Seriously, get me out of here. I, I can't deal with this guy. He never looks at a check down. Like, that's half my offense. Check down City. He's the best check down back in the league. Like, <laughs> come on. Yeah, I mean, we, we know what they are. And then your, your two guys were just list them again for 26, me. 26-27? Yeah. Are Tua and Jalen Hurts. Anything to add on them? Um, Tua, we better see something like Everyone positive. talked shit about Tua last year. I said, give him the benefit of the doubt. He's a first-year guy. Now he's got another wide receiver under his belt. He better be good. And then Jalen Hurts, eh, I want to see some improvement that I – from his performance last year. 
sleeper. I don't know if sleeper it's fantasy quarterback. Yes, and that's Shh, why. It, don't say that. That's out loud. that's why it's confusing. Quiet down about the sleeper stuff. That's why it's confusing to put him at twenty-seven when I think he's a sleeper fantasy quarterback. But well, but again, like this isn't your fantasy stats can improve yes, because exactly. you know that like, doesn't necessarily can, show. Jalen Hurts can play. go out and throw for three hundred yards a game, but if he's missing open guys all the time and he's not hitting the right reads, then it's tough. Like that's why he's this low and. I got to see some improvement out of him. I know it's only a second year, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt again. But you are the starter now. There's no questions asked. He's the starter. So I got to see something. Look, I mean, if Daniel Jones gets at least two years, three actually. It's like the Eagles, though. No, I know. Like, their like fans are ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I would say Tua, and, and Tua's coming up in a minute here for me. He's not in the we got to see something out of you for me. I got to see improvement. I got right. I got to see okay, you made improvements, you're clearly healthy. Like let's agree, he wasn't healthy last year. And he last wasn't year healthy he, and he didn't have a training camp. Last year was also the issue of like some most guys have, you have a shadow behind your back. Not even that. Like how about just COVID in general? Yeah. Like, how hard was it for rookies last year? Like but no, you also have a coach who's not is no problem putting in Ryan Fitzpatrick Correct. if you suck. Correct. Like, and I think the offense is built more for him now. Yeah, it's two streaky wide receivers. Yeah, like I'm way more comfortable now with the Dolphins offense than I was, what, four months ago? I wouldn't say way more. Oh, yeah, I'm way more. more. I'm way more comfortable with their offense now. Fair, but I wouldn't say way more. I'd say I'm more comfortable, not it, way more. And as far as Hurts goes, like, man. That roster sucks. I just I would hate to be on that roster for him. And I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan. Like I I wanted New England to take him. Like I think he has a really good ability to play in the NFL. And there are a lot of people that like completely disagree with me. And that I get it because the throwing ability is sometimes not there. Like he's really streaky. But I really like the way that he plays and. I just I really hope that Sirianni like can get the best out of him because I think there's an offense for him. I think it's somewhere between the Josh Allen and the Lamar offense. It's like some middle ground between those two. And like if Josh Allen can improve as a passer, like don't tell me that a guy that almost won the Heisman can't improve as a passer. Like yeah, that's ridiculous. So give me your twenty-eight through thirty-two. Okay, this Unless is actually you have them in separate tiers. this is my twenty. Six through 30. Okay. Okay. This is the, you have incredible upside, but you are so unproven. And Tua and, Tua and Jalen are in this category. Zach Wilson leads it off, though, at 26. Okay. The upside on him is, it is, you know, what we talked about on this pod for weeks. The upside's there. And then it goes to a Jalen, and then I have Justin Fields. At 29. At 30. Okay, yeah. Justin Fields, to me, is either going to be really good or he's going to suck. Like, I don't think he's ever going to be an average quarterback. So I don't have Justin Fields as the starter for the You Bears. have Andy Dalton. I have Andy that's, Dalton. That's fine. I think Andy Dalton probably is going to start week one and two, and then the schedule gets easy, and then I would imagine that Justin Fields is going in. 
All right, my 26 is Tua. My 27 is Jalen Hurts. My 28 is Trevor Lawrence. That low? Yes. Okay. We didn't talk about him, so I want, we're going to talk about we've him We've talked now. about him so Yeah, much but I want to talk about his as ranking As an NFL now. player. Yeah, we've only talked about him as a prospect. I don't think that that Jacksonville Jaguars team is good enough yet for Trevor Lawrence to be how high you had him. And I saved this talk so that you could see how low I have him. He's a very good quarterback. Uh, 28 is Trevor, 29 is Zach Wilson, 30 is Jared Goff. That's where my rankings are right now. Trevor Lawrence is a better quarterback right now than Zach Wilson. The Jets are better than the Jaguars, though. I disagree with you. It's not by much. I think that the Jags roster is much better than the Jets. I don't think it's by much, but we're going to see a Trevor Lawrence who doesn't have a stacked roster, has has to be... The best player on his team. That's a fair argument. Has to be. And if he's not, then that Jags team is going to win three games. Completely fair. I, can, I, I agree with you. Can Trevor, who hasn't been having fun playing football, come out and lead a Jaguars team to be a top 25 football team this year? Top 25? <laughs> Those are some low expectations. The Jags went from first. If the Jags no, go I, from I worst to 25, that's an improvement, and I'll give Trevor Lawrence a lot of credit. Same thing with Zach Wilson. If he can bring the Jets from second to 26, second to 25, <laughs> that's an improvement. And then I have Jared Goff at 30. If Justin Fields were, if I have Justin Fields as the Bears starting quarterback, Justin Fields would be 30. Jared Goff would be 31. Okay. So here's my pushback on the Trevor thing. Okay. When the Colts took Andrew Luck in 2011, their roster was awful yes okay it wasn't awful but it was bad enough where they couldn't win more than two games I think if we evaluated Trevor Lawrence to be as good as John Elway Andrew Luck were I gotta say that Trevor Trevor Lawrence is good enough to win 10 games and that's fair like that like everything I've seen out of him is nothing but professionalism winning you know high level play Everything with him, that's all I've seen. So I understand what you're saying where he's unproven in the NFL and his roster isn't very good, and I agree with you on that. But if we took this guy with the notion that he is Andrew Luck-like... He's the guy that only lost two games at Clemson his entire career before the NFL. Correct. Like, if we're taking him at that face value, that to me is you're already a top 15 quarterback in the league. That's probably going to change. Like, he's probably going to come out and stink it up because every rookie quarterback does that, basically. But if we're valuing him at Andrew Luck, I've got to have him top 15 already. And I agree. If we're valuing him at Andrew Luck, the smart idea is to put it, the smart decision is to put, the fair decision, the deserved decision is to put him at top 15. I understand that I've compared him to Andrew Luck and everything in between as being the, the next best thing as a rookie, but and I won't be shocked if he does that. But I feel like it's more coming as the Jags are still going to have a top seven pick next year. All right, let me give you my last two. Okay. So this is thirty-one and thirty-two. Yes. Thirty-one, I have Drew Locke. Okay. Absolute trash. Thirty-two, I got Ryan Fitzmagic. Let me make just just hear me out. Okay. Okay. I understand Ryan Fitzpatrick in the role that he played with the Dolphins was incredible. The no expectations, you come off the bench when Tua stinks it up, you're down by 10 already, and you get to go in and just 
Nobody has scouted you all week. They didn't prepare for you. They prepared for Tua. You're coming in in relief, and you are talented. He is a talented player. Anytime we've ever seen Fitzpatrick be a starter, other than the one Jets year that they won 10 games and still missed the playoffs, anytime there's been any expectation on him, what has he been? Trash. I don't want to make a big argument about this because you're you're completely right. I I don't even think Ryan Fitzpatrick should be the starter in Washington. No, it should be Taylor Heineke. I think it should be Heineke. I still don't think he's worse than Jameis Winston. Oh, I would much rather have Jameis. I still don't think he's worse than Andy Jameis, Dalton. at least when guys are scouting him, still gives you a chance to win because he's at least he still has a chance to just be incredible on that day. Fitzpatrick, any time that he's like known as the starter, shows up and is pathetic. I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick will do worse than Jared Goff on the Lions will. I think I'd still rather have Goff, though. Fair, but like I'd st- if we're basing I've seen it off Goff, of- I've seen Goff make it to a Super Bowl. Yeah, I've never even seen Fitzpatrick play in a playoff game. So I don't want to argue. I came in here because I I knew this. Prior to the podcast, I knew where you had Fitzpatrick. You had told me. Yeah. I was planning out a huge argument. I don't want to get into it just because your your statement is fair. It, it's a very fair argument to make. The pressure is on him. The spotlight's on him. Break or bust. He's, like I said, he's incredible when he's in the come off the bench role and you're down 10. He can do that because the other team hasn't prepared for him. And, like, he's kind of wild. And he'll make some crazy play and that works but when you have to be the day in day out starter like and the team is preparing for you they know what you're gonna do you're in the game plan teams don't prep for two quarterbacks they don't they don't have the time to do that they're prepping for one guy so you're prepping for Tua and if you knock Tua out of the game like okay whatever well he's clearly the starter in Washington like they're clearly going with him I think so right, like unless I, it's da- I, that's all I've heard is is it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you know, that's just how I feel about him. I just if if he's your starter, like ugh, you're you're winning five games. Like I disagree. I think that that defense is very good. I think they now have weapons. They have Antonio Gibson. They have yeah, Terry McLaurin. They have Curtis Samuel. It. They have Logan Thomas. A good offensive line. A great a top five defense, arguably. Oh, easily top five. Yeah. That front seven is stupid. So my thirty-one is Drew Locke, and he's such trash. I have him as thirty-two. He's such garbage. But it hurts to say and look at, so I'm gonna switch him to thirty-one and put Andy Dalton at thirty-two. Like I said, Andy if, Justin, Dalton just blows. if Justin Fields is the starting quarterback, Justin Fields is thirty. Jared Go- or Justin Fields is thirty. Jared Goff goes to thirty-one, and Drew Locke can be thirty-two. So I think I don't know. The bottom is is pretty knowledgeable for the most part of who's who, who you're going to get and how they're going to play. So I, we don't really need to talk about it a lot. I'm, yeah, I'm not going in anymore on the, the bottom guys. So realistically, our biggest arguments were Derek Carr, which I said that he was my exception of giving him an average team like the Panthers to put him in the top 15. With the Raiders, yes, he's definitely not top 15. He's in the mid-20s. But I like Derek Carr. If you were on an average team like the Raiders, yeah, and and Tannehill, yeah, I mean, and and it's only but one Tannehill spot, but by, I'm ju- yeah. I'm just arguing like one player I think is better than Tannehill. I just sincerely think that Justin Herbert is going to be asked to do way more than Tannehill's ever going to be asked to do, 
And that to me, like if you're comfortable, I disagree like, though. I they're not comfortable having Ryan Tannehill throw the ball in a big game. I think this is the year where they're going to say, "Hey Tannehill, you've got a top, my top five wide receiver of all time. You have, oh, in God, my opinion, so wrong. You have, that. in my opinion, the best young wide receiver in the league, and AJ Brown, and a top three, top five, definite running back in the league, and Derrick Henry, the best beast. Oh, the best in the, like yeah. downhill runner in yeah. football. I mean, and yeah, but like. Uh, like also, there's rumors in that, that uh, Zach Ertz might be coming to the Titans. The Titans are in the top four spot to get him from the Eagles. So if they get him, it doesn't change a lot for me, but if he's healthy, I feel more comfortable about that team. I just, at the end of the day, like they got to a playoff game and they asked him to throw the ball eight times. Yeah. Like, I, I'm just, I'm not ranking you ahead of a guy that a team is going to ask that guy to put them on the, his back. That's fair. And he can do it. That's fair. Like, yeah, Justin Herbert didn't win a lot of games last year. How many games were they all of a sudden up 28 in? And then because their coaching was so awful and they couldn't figure out how to run the ball because their offensive line was trash. Like, they blew leads because they couldn't hold leads. They didn't blow leads because Justin Herbert was terrible. They blew leads because they couldn't hold them because they didn't have a team to hold a lead. Yeah. So that was our rankings. Uh, we'll probably do the same thing with these that we did for the draft, the mock draft. We'll probably take a screenshot and then yeah, and post them post them on, on our Twitter, Twitter page. Yes. Time to rank some ice cream. All right. Uh, because of our time here, let's do our top five. And if you have an honorable mention or two, what are we at time? Uh, like one thirteen. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. So let's let's do honor or let's do top five and then honorable mentions. I told you guys before we did this that my number nine was controversial. So I'm just gonna say it. Uh, orange cream is very oh, like good ice cream. Corn that is, or like cream that is good ice cream. Like cream. Creamsicle, but it's not. It is ice cream. There are some companies that make it, so I put it on there because you can buy it at Walmart. I think Stewart's makes a brand of it too. It's like a, they it's do. In it's, one of the, it's called like K Rose Cream or something yeah. like that. So my two honorable mentions are going to be Moose Tracks and Chocolate Brownie. Chocolate Brown. Okay, so I only have one honorable mention. And it's a classic. It's Rocky Road. I feel like Rocky Road, like if you're talking about your top ice creams of all time, like it's got to be in there. I'm not I a feel fan. Like no, me either. I, I, like, I didn't even know what it was before I made my an, list. It's definitely an acquired taste. It is. I, I think there's something. Like I love marshmallow on chocolate ice cream. Like, right. I can go down to Stewart's right now. The chocolate marshmallow. Some chocolate, yeah. some chocolate ice cream and then dump their marshmallow topping on they there. They sell a chocolate marshmallow. Oh, do they really? Yeah, they I do. didn't know that. So like, good. I, I like the mixture, but there's something about Rocky Road every time I've had it that it just puts me off and I can't finish the bowl that I make. Tamara, you got any honorable mentions? Coffee and Ugh. Play-Doh. All right, we're going to get into Play-Doh, Play-Doh in a minute. Play-Doh is. It's, it's, it's pretty good. I honestly don't even know what it is, but it's so good. It is an ice cream. I have an ice cream on my list that involves Play-Doh ice cream. Okay. It's very good. It has like a, a strange texture to it. Like, I think the little balls that are in it are cookie dough, but not yeah, chocolate chip they're, cookie they're dough. Yeah, they're kind of like a cookie dough kind of thing. Okay. It's almost like the ice cream almost has a cookie dough texture to it. It's very good. I really mm-hmm. like yeah. it. Um, you want to go five to one or one to five? We'll go five to one. That's five what to we one. do every time. All right. My five is birthday cake slash cake batter. They're kind of the same thing, which this would never been on my top ten, but we went to Cold Stone for the first time. Yeah. When we went to Destiny like two, well, mo- I'd, two months I'd ago. Been before, well, but that was my first time. Their cake batter ice cream is very, very good. Yeah. So 
Then it it almost five. tastes like it almost tastes like a brownie cake too. Kind of, yeah. It's super good. When I was younger, birthday cake was my favorite ice cream. I like didn't want anything else. Birthday cake is a good ice cream. Like I can't knock birthday cake ice cream. It's very good. Yeah, it's very good ice cream. It's not in my list, but very good ice cream. Tamara, what do you got at five? Cookies and cream. All right. That should be higher. Just gets higher right now. Okay, but you know that I don't like regular Oreos that much. Yeah, but you're wrong, and it should be higher. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I mentioned that Play-Doh ice cream is going to play a role in my five here. My fifth ice cream, if you were a kid and you didn't like Dino Crunch. I don't even know what that is. I I can't believe that you guys, like, don't know what that is. Like, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it was a blue ice cream, and it was it was almost like like a fruit looped flavored ice cream, and then it had like bits of I want to say it was like Captain Crunch cereal in it. This is saying it's blue vanilla ice cream with a fudge swirl and chocolate crunch candies, which are malt balls. That's that's, that's what, what it was. Is. That's what it was. I can't. It's hard to describe. I haven't had it in almost like 15 years, but. Man, I just remember as a kid, like every time I went out for ice cream. It's just one of those things that you know are on your tongue. Like you can still yeah, taste it. Yeah, like I can still taste those little crunchy things. And I was like, man, that was so good. Yeah. Loved that ice cream as a kid. It was, I don't think it was just blue vanilla ice cream though. It, the ice cream had a flavor to it. But I feel like the same thing like with Play-Doh, but it's also yellow vanilla ice cream. Oh, it is? Huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe it is just... I feel like it had like a more of a flavor to it. Though. Yeah, but I mean that's typically typical. Like if you put food color, yeah, in something, I know. You you feel like it yeah. tastes like like the color blue would. Right. Like, is the color is the flavor blue like a flavor? Because yes. I feel like when you're yes. a kid, the flavor blue just blue in general is yes. a flavor. Yeah. Okay, so so my four, you're gonna be disappointed. Uh, okay, you're gonna say it should be a lot higher than what it is. It is mint chip. Yeah, it's got to be higher yeah, for me. It's your number one. I, I know. Wow, thanks for <laughs> not, spoiling my list. Well, not even in my list. I could probably make a list of 50 ice creams and it still Come wouldn't on. be there. Like mint chip is, I would say 95% of the population thinks mint chip is a top if five ice cream. If I could do mint cookie crumble from like Stewart's. It's more grasshopper. It would be two. Grasshopper Oh, I don't know. I've never That's, seen that. Yeah, it's a oh, thing. Okay. Mint chip is just... Like toothpaste with chocolate chips in no, it. No, it's not. Wrong. You're so it's wrong. Disgusting. You're it's disgusting. You're so wrong. It's so gross. All right, what's your four? Chocolate chip cookie dough. That's <sighs> my eight. Ugh. Cookie dough is. It's just it's very good. You know what the problem with it? You know what the problem for me is the vanilla ice cream that they use in it, and it's not even vanilla. It's like no, it's vanilla. Is it vanilla? You have like, a problem with vanilla ice cream. No, I like <laughs> vanilla ice cream. Vanilla ice cream actually made my list. No, that's not what I'm saying. But when it's a vanilla ice cream, you, you're you like, no, it's I not vanilla. I think I don't like it because it takes on the flavor of whatever's yeah. in it. And like, I want the vanilla ice cream to taste like vanilla, not like cookie dough. And I taste the cookie dough in the ice cream. And I want there to be like I a distinct. I think that makes it better. I want there to be a distinct difference between the cookie dough and the ice cream. And I can't. I can only taste cookie dough. That's fine. I like cookie dough, but eh, that's not what I want. You know? Fair. I think the only problem I have with chocolate chip cookie dough is it never has enough cookie dough in it. That is also a fair point. Like anytime cookie dough is purchased, there isn't enough cookie dough. You are 100% right on that. So that's also a gripe. What's your four? Black raspberry. I've never had raspberry, black raspberry ice cream. I have really? some in the freezer. We do. Uh, I could try it. That's it's a little freezer burn, though. That's fine. It probably is because you never I had some the, the other ice night. Cream it, was away still, the it was still you okay. Have to, with Stewart's boxes, you have to flip them upside down so this top stays closed, and you big, never do that. Big shout out to Stewart's Jeez. in this episode. We have just name dropped them about <laughs> six times. And for anybody that, doesn't, that listens from not in New York, 
Stewart's is like the best gas station. What, what do you always say? Like a Stewart's there, is always a. If you die, there's always if a Stewart's like upstate 10 New York, away. and you, if you're in upstate New York and you die, you respawn at the nearest yeah, Stewart's. Yeah, like <laughs> because there's always one like. We're just five, it's like Dollar General, away. like you're just bumping into them at every corner. <laughs> it's like if you're from New Jersey, it's like the Wawa, Wawa of upstate yeah. New York, and Cheats if you're from Pennsylvania. Yeah, like yeah, that's, that's it, there's one on is. every corner that of every town, like, and it's pa- it's it's banging for the most of the time. Yeah. Like old people, crazy people, it's just <laughs> it's great. Can I give you my low key, one of my low key favorite like things to do with black raspberry ice cream? Sure. Get it like when you go get an ice cream cone. Get it in the chocolate dip. You know, like the hard shell. Are you saying to that. do that with soft ice cream though? No, hard black raspberry oh, ice wow. cream to get the chocolate dip put around it. Low key, like mm. one of my favorite things, right there. So, what's your three? I have chocolate peanut butter cup. Okay. I am not the biggest fan of this ice cream, but I feel like when you bounce this one around, like everybody loves it. I feel like everybody loves chocolate peanut butter cup ice cream. Only Tomorrow. like it in a milkshake. But you still like it. Good. See? I will ne- never eat a bowl of it, but that's You're my so favorite wrong. milkshake. You're I don't so I don't like chocolate ice cream. All right. What's your three? Vanilla bean. That high so for vanilla? Basic. Like Yeah. That's the like Oh man. I can't really talk. So my three is cookies and cream. And I'll jump into still it's so be basic. Higher. Like that's a basic ice cream. Yeah, so but I don't need you to. You can't explain go wrong it. with it. I called you basic for vanilla bean. My number two is half chocolate, half vanilla. Wow, really? Yeah. Yes, really? Because, no, because if I'm looking, if I'm looking on a shelf and my number one is not there, and I'm not gonna spoil it yet, my number one is not there, and I'm like, I'm not really feeling cookies and cream because it is so basic. I'm like, I don't want vanilla, and I don't just want chocolate. Let's put those shits together. <laughs> And take that home with us and let's eat that. Because then, like, like if I do want chocolate and just chocolate, I can just scoop out just some chocolate. Or if I just want vanilla, if I want both, like, I want a twist but not soft serve, boom, right there. Perfect. Like, so it's basic. I understand. But it's just a to-go-to. Do you like, you know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about here, the giant tubs of ice cream? Like the plastic tubs? Yeah, those big circular those go plastic waste. tubs. What I found is when I buy things that are bigger. Like when I buy a, a gallon of chocolate milk, they it goes to waste. Like I can never but like, finish it. Do you like the taste of that? No, it does taste a lot different. See, see, I like the big gallon tub of ice cream. It's also been like eight years since I've had that. I was probably like a kid at a birthday party the last yeah, time I had that. That's what I'm okay. thinking. Because like, I f- I feel like I've had one recently. Like I've had it within the last two years and. It's a good, like, I just like the taste of it. People say that it tastes bad or it tastes, like, cheap. It is taste, it tastes cheaper. Like, it's not as good as your Briars or your Perry's, you know, yeah. vanilla chocolate ice cream. But, like, it's a good solid ice cream. I really like it. And I just had to ask that question. Tamara, did you give your three? Mm-hmm. All right. So, are we on two now? Yeah, because mine was half chocolate, half vanilla. Okay. My two is cookies and cream. Okay. I, like, you can't go wrong here. And obviously, my one has been spoiled, so it's mint chip. Mint so chip. Yeah. I'm out of the running now. <laughs> thanks, asshole. Like, <laughs> all right, turn. What's your two? Black raspberry. Okay. Okay. Good. So it goes like without. I'm, a, I'm glad that you have that up there. Yeah. What's your number one? Moose tracks. Okay, oh. so that was my honorable mention, along with chocolate brownie. Like, I like moose tracks. It's it's a good solid ice cream, but no, I, like, 
I don't want that ice cream like all the time. I love vanilla ice cream with peanut butter, though. So. Yeah, I know. This is the her thing to do. She melts peanut butter like in the microwave and then drizzles it on. No, I can't do that. Uh-huh. So that, that's why I like vanilla bean because it's just you can do whatever you want with it. Uh, My no. one is chocolate peanut butter. Now I will say I do not like ice cream that has the, the chocolate ice cream with the like a Reese's cup. No, I don't like that in either. them. I, I don't like, like it that with either. like peanut little sections of peanut. Of- yes. Peanut butter swirl in it. All right, Don't so hand me a, a fucking Reese's Briars container that has the little cups in them because yeah. I will slap you across your face because that sucks. <laughs> I don't so want to chew on a Reese's cup. I know you like the chocolate peanut butter cup. I love or it. Chocolate peanut butter from Stewart's. Stewart's. Yeah, I your don't favorite buy thing is getting the giant glob of peanut butter, right? Yes. Like that's when you yes. scoop that thing out and it's just a huge mound of peanut butter. That's like your favorite so thing. When I got my wisdom teeth out. That was the gallon of ice cream that I bought. And when I would make that into a, a milkshake and I could just, I'd get like only a sip of peanut butter. It was like heaven on earth. Like it was just so good. Yeah. Like those are the best. Sips what, of those, yes. those, when that I milkshake. scoop that ice cream, you almost, if you buy that and there's like two other people or one other person in the house, it's almost like a race to get to that fucking thing. Yes. <laughs> You're like, who the hell is going to get the giant glob of peanut butter that's in the middle? And you and know when you hit it. Too, oh, yeah. You hit scooping, it because you just keep going down. You're scooping it goes hard and you bend your spoon. And you're like, I'm getting that. <laughs> you're and like, all right, let me get the wooden spoon <laughs> out. I'm cranking this bitch out of here. Like, yes. Did you ever make milkshakes when you worked at Stewart's? I didn't. We got to stop shouting re- them out. We're going to get like sued. Remember yeah. I refused I, to make food. I couldn't I remember there? if you did milkshakes, though. That... And I know that I'm such an asshole because that's the only milkshake I'll go in there and get. And I used to hate you. Like you would come in there and get that. And I'd be like, I fucking hate the you. The only milkshake I get is a chocolate but butter milkshake. It is the worst ice cream to scoop because of that peanut butter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it, you dude, go. It's so worth like, it. I have murdered many a spoon <laughs> going, going <laughs> after that thing. Yes. Like you pull it out and the thing is completely sideways. And you're like, wow, I just made a right angle. Like, where's my hypotenuse here? There's an here? ice cream spoon in my house that is literally, the handle is flat and the, the spoon part of it just is curved <laughs> at like a 90 degree angle. Like, you got to get your thumb in behind yes. it and then dig it out. Yes. Like, your, like your my hand is your all hand the is way down. Your hand is covered in yeah. ice cream afterwards. Yeah. Like, oh, it's that's a nightmare. But yeah, it's a great ice cream. I, and I'm sorry, I have to disagree with you guys. Mint chip. Is like number one. I like mint chip, but there comes a time where I get sick of it. Like I get sick of the mint flavor. So that's why I can't eat it all. It's it's four, so it's very good. I will eat it. But like if I see a half gallon of milk mint chip, I'm not I will rushing give you, to eat it. I will give you this. I think in a half gallon form, chocolate peanut butter is actually a better half gallon ice cream. But like if you're taking into account like going out for like ice cream. Scoop? Yeah, a scoop of mint chip. Yeah, I wouldn't like, get a scoop of chocolate peanut butter. Yeah, right. I like, wouldn't get a scoop of mint chip. I kind of value like hard ice creams that you get in a cone a little higher. Okay. Like because I just think hard ice cream in a cone is. See, I, I think of soft ice cream when I think of cone. If I think of hard right. ice cream, I'm thinking of a sundae. Right. Yeah, I, so, I, I get you on that. Like that's where like a peanut chocolate peanut butter sundae is very good, or like a mint chip sundae is very good too. Yeah. But I also take into account when I'm putting it in a bowl at my house. Also. I said low-key, the black raspberry thing. My all-time favorite ice cream to get. Waffle cone, mint chip, chocolate sprinkles. F- favorite. I, I mean, that was all I ever ordered after I'm like a, the age of nine. I'm a bland cone guy. I like bland a, cone. a soft serve twist with rainbow sprinkles. A good, a good waffle cone with hard. I, I don't get a waffle cone with a soft ice cream. 
Like waffle yeah, well, cone is only no, you can. Uh, you can, but I don't think you should be. No, you shouldn't because like, you end up eating like ninety five percent of the yes. cone with the ice cream. I hate putting hard ice cream in a cone. I'll only get hard ice cream in a dish. Like hard ice cream only can go in a waffle cone for me. Like oh, it's got to be I in agree. a waffle cone. Yeah. Like no, I don't even want it in a regular. cone. I wouldn't cone. get it on a on a regular cone. Yeah, like I just want it in a waffle. It's cone. either in a waffle cone or a dish. Yeah. Like Ben and Jerry's, when you get the hard ice cream. I don't even know why they have the regular cones out. It should I'm only just be waffle. Gonna cones. say it. I've like never had Ben and Jerry's oh, ice really? cream. Really? You should have it from like one of their stores. I'm, have you had it in like a pint from the store? I might have had a bite of yours before if you've ever bought it, but I. It's really, too expensive. I'm not spending it is that really kind of money expensive. on ice cream. I, if I see a Ben and Jerry's like store where I can go in and order ice cream, I always go into those, but I never like go into. I don't Price go Chopper into, and get like, like well, when we went to the Cold Stone. Like yeah. I don't go to chain ice cream places. Like. No, I, I want, like the mom and pops corner stores. Yeah, that's that that's what like I want. Soft serve and like forty different hard ice cream flavors. Yeah, I don't want to go to some. Well, the only reason I'll, I'll go into like a Ben and Jerry's is because there's obviously none around here. So when I'm in an area where there is one, I'm right, like, oh yeah, like this is like splurging. a nice treat. Like I go to the mom and pop ones all the time because that's all there is around here besides Stewart's. But again, name <laughs> drops. Stu- Maybe we should call them up and be like, listen, sponsor us. We will love to just name drop you guys and sponsor you every week. Speaking of which, if there is anybody with uh, local businesses that would like to do uh, some kind of a sponsor read, we are definitely interested in that. I meant to bring that up last week and I forgot to. Um, So if that's something you'd like to have read out, like we said, we we do have some people listening and you know, if you'd like to get your name out there, we would be more than happy to read it out and we could work something out for you. Uh, You have a question. Let's do this. Okay, here's the football question from last week that you didn't. Oh, lose. I forgot about this. Would you rather have a wide receiver with a zero percent drop rate, but is always covered, or a receiver who is always wide open, but drops fifty percent of all passes? Like I said, the football one wasn't as good, but it does make you think first. Give second. me the catch rate. The 50% yeah, catch rate? No, no. Give me oh, the 100%, 100% catch rate. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like I'm taking 50%. No. like Because I'm putting... Uh, yeah, but okay, but how many touchdowns are you going to miss out on because of that? Well, you got to think. So 50% doesn't mean every other. So they could they could realistically no yeah they could even chances out. are low they could drop seven passes okay. in a row. You're you're in a shootout. You have three seconds left. You throw it to I'm him. Not you got to have that guy. Yeah right. So you can only so if you throw to him in a big moment, it's fifty fifty. He catches it, and fifty fifty you lose the game. Also, you're not gonna th- you don't trust throwing to him all the time, so you're limiting your ability to make. To make him worth it, but choosing the one hundred percent bad ball, he's covered. He's, yeah, covered. he's covered, but he's got a hundred percent. If it hits him in the hands, he's catching it. That means put it well, no, anywhere near con- that. If it's guy. contested, you're still. It could still get knocked out. That's still, it, that's not considered. Hits, okay, but it's not considered I a would, drop if it hits their I hands. I would and much rather out. have the sure hands guy. I'm gonna take the fifty percent because I'm putting you on how a much streak do you, route. How much do you hate dropped passes? A lot, but if I know that you're eventually going to catch one and you're wide open, oh. I'm putting you on a streak route every time. And I'm going to say, oh, here, catch, th- throw this one. Drops it. Oh, no. Throw him another one. Drops it. Oh, no. Throw him for my third down throw. Drops it. Oh, no. Punt. My next my next possession, I know that 
my chances that he catches that ball are higher because he just dropped three in a row. And statistics say... He could still drop nine in a row and then catch his next nine, but by then you could be down. <laughs> yeah, like, but then it, that, that first one of nine is a touchdown because he's running a streak route every time. That second safety one... safety help over the top. Like that. The, okay, but that's or, still a good chunk yardage, and then I'm in field goal range. Yeah, no, I'm, I want the guy that's going to catch it that's every fair. time. I think next week I have a non-sports question for you, so that, that might fine. be a little bit more fun. That's fine. As always, thank you for the listeners, and please rate the podcast, review, subscribe, share it around, send us your emails, check us out on Twitter. At HighlandDisputed247 is the email at gmail.com. Email is HighlandDisputed without me. It's been fun. Yep, we'll see you next week.